0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Ryshell, and this is the Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast. Now we're the Bay Area's number one sports podcast. Now we're the only place to show for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in Pivot Directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Ryshell Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be looking at weeks 9 through 13 of the upcoming NFL season for the San Francisco 49ers from a betting perspective. As you know, we've been trying to do four games every single week. We already went through weeks 1 through 4 2 weeks ago. We went through weeks 5 through 8 last week, and this week we're going to be doing something a little bit differently as we're going to be talking about five weeks because of the fact that the 49ers have a bye in week 11. So for that reason, we will be adding another week to cover four games. But without further ado, we're going to dive right in. We're going to be talking about the Week 9 matchup, which is another primetime matchup uh, between the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers. And the 49ers are favored by 6.5 points at home, and that line is available at minus 110 on Bet Online. Now, this is a pretty interesting rematch because of the two meetings that happened last year where the 49ers destroyed the Packers on two separate occasions. You had an absolute destruction on Sunday Night Football in the middle of the season, and then you had a destruction in the NFC title game, which put the 49ers uh, to the Super Bowl. I call it the Mostert game as he completely went off and torched Green Bay in the ground game, and Garoppolo attempted less than 10 passes en route to an easy victory. A lot has changed during the offseason for the Green Bay Packers, mostly involving angering Aaron Rodgers, as they ended up drafting no wide receivers, despite it being the number one need on the team, and they also drafted a backup quarterback in Jordan Love, trading up to get him in the first round. And they also went after A.J. Dillon, running back from Boston College, to potentially take some touches away from Aaron Jones, which is pretty fascinating considering the fact that Aaron Jones was probably their best offensive player last year, especially with Devontae Adams' injuries and just his lack of consistency. So Green Bay really didn't do themselves any favors during the offseason, especially in the draft, as according to most mock drafts, or reviews, I should say, they had pretty much the worst draft out of all the NFL teams. Green Bay still should be decent. However, I am a bit concerned about their team because of the fact that last year, I really thought they were overrated. I thought they were a bit fraudulent. Matt LaFleur definitely did a good job in his uh, franchise debut for his entire first season. But there seemed to be a lot of issues with regard to, To consistency over a full 60 minutes, Green Bay seemed to look really good in one half and then they would look really awful in the second half, or vice versa. They really didn't get any consistency for a full 60 minutes, and that eventually caught up to them in the playoffs. But looking at the actual roster, though, their offensive line definitely has some question marks as well as they ended up losing Brian Balaga and he is no longer there. So he ended up going elsewhere in free agency. So the offensive line could be a little bit of a concern. The defense should be okay. They ended up losing Demarius Randall in the secondary, but I think they'll be fine with Kevin King, uh, Savage, uh, uh, Amos, and uh, Jair Alexander, assuming Alexander actually lives up to some of the hype that he got when he was drafted. He looked pretty good, though. And Savage, if you can say healthy, definitely looks like a decent safety option there. So I think they'll be fine without Randle. Uh, defensive line is still... Uh, pretty good, uh, Preston Smith definitely emerged as a potential superstar last year, along with, uh, Darius Smith, both of them looked pretty good, so that definitely is a good sign of things to come for them, I actually think I might have flip-flopped, I might have flipped that, uh, because I'm pretty sure, uh, Z'Darrius Smith was the one, Z'Darrius Smith was the phenomenal one in the playoffs, number 55, I did, he had 13 and a half sacks, but I'm not gonna sell, uh, The other Smith short is Preston also at 12 sacks. So they were both really good last year. Uh, Sorry for the initial flip-flop, but either or. Uh, They looked really good, and I think that the team should be decent as a whole. However, I do think this team will take a step back because of just the lack of wide receiver depth. They also ended up losing Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham isn't any good, but now their starting tight end is Jay Sternberger. They don't really have many tight end options. And Green Bay has always had a decent amount of underrated tight ends on the roster, all the way back from Jermichael Finley. They also ended up having uh, the other Rodgers at tight end for a little while. Jimmy Graham definitely wasn't worth the contract they paid him, but he was still a decent threat in the red zone. And now you have to rely on Jay Sternberger, not really sold. But for the sake of this matchup, I have to leave the 49ers. There's nothing that Green Bay showed me either last year or during the offseason that they can compete with the 49ers for a full 60 minutes. San Francisco is just going to break their will on the, at the line of scrimmage on both ends of the ball. And I think the 49ers should win that game relatively easily. Green Bay, I actually think, is going to underachieve, uh, despite what most people think. I think Green Bay is going to miss the playoffs. I think they're probably going to go somewhere in the realm of 8-8. Eight and eight. I really just am not a big fan of the moves they made during the offseason. And San Francisco, they still have the ability to pound the rock. They still have the ability to throw the ball. I don't think anyone in the Packers can actually cover George Kittle. And from an offensive line perspective, I think Green Bay will struggle to contain all of San Francisco's elite defensive linemen, and I think this 49 er secondary should be able to match up well against Green Bay's wide receivers. Besides Devontae Adams, you have Alan Lazard, who's still a relative unknown. I actually liked him in college at Iowa State, but he hasn't really proven much. And you have Devin Funchess, who has had mixed results so far, ever since he came out of Michigan, uh, to the pros, and he's had some injury issues as well. So I'm not a fan of the receiving core, but... For that reason, I think the 49ers should win the game by at least a touchdown. Lean to the 49ers minus 6.5, and and that is available at minus 110 on BetOnline. Now, moving forward, talking about Week 10, you have another very intense game coming up. This is not a primetime game, but it probably should be. As the San Francisco 49ers will have to travel to New Orleans to take on the Saints, and the Saints are currently two-point favorites, and that line is available at minus 110 on Bet Online. This game is going to be very, very close, especially after last year's thrilling game which came down to the wire after that George Kittle beast reception led uh, in addition to the defensive face mask penalty on that fourth and short, which led to the easy chip and field goal by Robbie Gould to win that game last year. Uh, For this game, I'm actually going to take the Saints here at minus two. I think after Thursday night, you you do have to wonder, though, with the 49ers getting extra preparation time because they are going to be playing on Thursday. I still think that going into New Orleans is an extremely difficult thing to do. New Orleans should be very motivated for this game after pretty much blowing last year's game as Breeze completely torched uh, the 49ers' defense. Some of that had to do with injuries, and I definitely recognize that. So I think the 49ers' defense should play well. But at the end of the day, beating New Orleans in the Superdome is pretty tough, and I think that the 49ers are going to lose some games here or there. And I think that with the bye coming up the following week, I feel like the Saints should... Uh, be able to potentially catch the 49ers off-guard. You have to wonder if the 49ers might be looking ahead a little bit to the break, especially after having a a late bye week in Week 11. So I think the Saints might catch them a little bit off-guard. I think there's a reason why the Saints are favored in this game. That means on a neutral, the 49ers would be roughly a one-point favorite, which sounds pretty reasonable to me. So for that reason, I'll take the Saints. I think they'll win in the Superdome. I think the 49ers will enter their bye week following a loss. And then that takes us to... Week 11, where the 49ers have their long-awaited bye, and they will return for Week 12 on the road, laying two and a half at Los Angeles as they end up taking on the Rams, and that is also available at minus 110 on Bet Online. Now, for my thoughts with regard to this game, I think it's going to be tough playing in Los Angeles. However, the 49ers off a bye, I have to take the 49ers. I think the better overall team. I think that the extra week of preparation will definitely help and I just think the Rams are going to struggle. I already broke down the Rams in depth in the first meeting that they're going to have with the 49ers this season, and I feel like it will be a similar story. I just think the 49ers are too deep. The offensive line should dominate the trenches. The defensive line should dominate the trenches against the Rams. Very underwhelming offensive line. Other than that, though, the Rams have a couple of solid tight ends, but the receiving core, I think, is okay. Robert Woods is decent. I do like Cooper Cup a lot, but... I just think the 49ers secondary should be able to match up pretty well against them. And at the end of the day, the question is, how good do you think Jared Goff actually is? I think he's decent. I don't think he's as bad as people say he is, and I'm really not a Jared Goff guy. I said when he was in the middle of his MVP season, after the Monday night game against the Chiefs a couple years ago, I thought that he was overrated, and I thought that he would fall back down to earth. And he did a lot more than that. They had to restructure his contract, etc. But at the end of the day, the Rams... Lost a lot of key pieces on defense, especially to the linebacking core with Corey Littleton and Clay Matthews, and I just think George Kittle is a matchup nightmare, especially with the ability for the play-action pass game to explode, as it normally does in San Francisco. So for that reason, I think that game will be close. I think that game could end up going either way, but I'm going to take the 49ers off the bye. I think that's the icing on the cake, so to speak, as the 49ers. I trust Shannon off a bye, and I think he should come up with a very nice game plan, to combat Sean McVays, and I think the 49ers will win that game by at least a field goal. So, for that reason, for week 12, I will be taking the 49ers minus 2.5, which is available on Bet Online at minus 110. Now, before we get in to week 13, we're going to take a quick break and have a word from our sponsor. While you're waiting this out at home with us, you can still have some fun betting with our partner, betonline.ag. No NBA, no NHL, no MLB, and no problems whatsoever. BetOnline still has you covered. They still have hundreds of games, events, and sports to wager on. NASCAR is back. They have Madden NBA 2K simulations. They have UFC lines. And they also have online casino options with poker and blackjack. And be sure to check out the final dance with roundtable interviews, including ex-Chicago Bulls, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, Craig Hodges, and Ron Harper as they discuss the Michael Jordan documentary in full. There's still a lot of fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. Welcome back to the Bang Barry Podcast, and Believe Podcast Network. We just finished recapping weeks 9 through 12 in the San Francisco 49ers' upcoming NFL season, which takes us into week 13, which is another primetime game. I know it's shocking that the San Francisco 49ers, the best team in the NFC last year, are getting all of the primetime games. Definitely makes a lot of sense, especially with how dominant they are. But they will be traveling to, uh, they'll be going back home, staying on the West Coast, but they will be able to potentially be in front of their home fans, uh, assuming that fans are actually permitted to go back to the games. Either or, it will be a Monday night game between the Buffalo Bills and the San Francisco 49ers. And the 49ers are currently a seven point favorite in that game and that one is available at minus 110 on bet online. Now the Bill's definitely an interesting matchup here because they remind me a lot of the 49ers just stylistically. The 49ers definitely feel a lot more comfortable when they are able to run the ball and they kind of throw the ball secondarily and I think the 49ers are wired the same way. Even though Garoppolo had had uh, signs of life during the regular season, he definitely vanished in the postseason. And I feel like the Bills definitely, even though they have Josh Allen, who has shown flashes at times, I personally don't trust him. I don't think he's accurate enough on a play-to-play basis. They still love to run the ball. They ended up losing Frank Gore, the backup running back, but Devin Singletary is still really solid. And they replaced Frank Gore with Zach Moss, another physical running back out of Utah. And they also still have TJ Yeldon on the roster, who could provide some potential pass catching. Uh, I don't expect him to get many touches, but either or, Buffalo should look to mostly run the ball especially with Allen's mobility and the fact that he's built like a fullback. I think they should try to focus more on the ground game and try to set up some play-action deep passes, especially with their brand-new fancy target, Stephon Diggs, as they ended up trading a first-round pick to Minnesota in order to acquire him. The receiving core is definitely interesting, as they don't really have any big bodies, which has me a bit concerned for the run-blocking scheme, as they have Stephon Diggs, John Brown, and Cole Beasley. When Stephon Diggs is your biggest wide receiver, that is not exactly a i us just say, an ideal situation. They have Duke Williams, who might be put into some uh, run-blocking schemes at the wide receiver position, but overall, definitely not exactly the biggest receiving core, which I think could be an issue, because San Francisco loves to be a bit physical, uh, especially in the secondary. So I think they could potentially try to jam and press coverage these Bills wide receivers, which could lead to some issues. Other than that, though, Buffalo's offensive line, decent. I wouldn't say it's amazing. I wouldn't say it's It's bad. I think it's kind of middle of the road. Dawson Knox, though, I do like him as a tight end alongside Tyler Croft. I think that is a pretty good tight end core. Other than that, though, the defense is definitely the bread and butter of this Bills team. You look at the defensive line, assuming Ed Oliver is going to be playing every game this season after his off-the-field issues during uh, during the pandemic. Uh, You still have Starwood Tule, at defensive tackle spot, who's very solid. Jerry Hughes, a very solid defensive end. Linebacking core, you still have Tremaine Edmonds, who they drafted a couple of years ago, who came into form last year. I thought he looked pretty good. A.J. Klein, veteran linebacker, is also going to be on the roster. Uh, You have Tredavious White, very solid cornerback, very underrated corner, who should do a pretty good job against the 49ers receiving core. You have Micah Hyde at the free safety spot, who definitely looked like he fit in pretty well with Buffalo last year. Uh, forced a couple turnovers here and there. You also you also ended up signing Josh Norman during the offseason for Buffalo, so I don't know how much he has left in the tank, but he should definitely provide a little bit of veteran experience alongside some playmaking ability with his ability to punch balls out. Not to the same degree as a Charles Tillman, who was the king uh, of knocking balls out and forcing fumbles, but Norman is definitely an underrated cornerback uh, in that area. And they also drafted A.J. Epinesa, Out of Iowa, who could provide a spark in the defensive line. Very big fan of the defense for Buffalo. Not really sold on the offense. For this game, I'm kind of torn because I think this will be a very low-scoring game. I think this game will be first to 20 wins. I think this game should finish somewhere in the mid to high 30s. So I would lean to the under in this game, but that total is not available. As for the actual spread in this game, I'm actually going to lean to Buffalo. And the main reason why is I just don't think the 49ers should be a 7-point favorite in this game. I think I'd say six, maybe six and a half sounds right. I think seven is a bit much. I wouldn't be surprised to see the 49ers win by exactly seven, but I think there's a better chance of the Bills losing this game by six or less than losing this game by eight or more, if that makes any sense. So I think there's a decent chance for a push here. But for the sake of a spread, I think this game will be very close as I think points will come at a premium. So if this game ends up being somewhere in the realm of... Let's just say 17 to 13, 17, 10, something like that. I feel like you're better off taking the Bills because I really think this game will be low scoring, and I expect field position to play a crucial factor in this matchup. So, for that reason, for value alone, I will lean to the Bills plus seven, and that is also available on Bet Online at minus 110. So, just to recap once again, my thoughts for the 49ers weeks of 9 through 13 from a betting perspective. Week 9, they play Thursday night at home against the Packers. I like the 49ers minus six and a half. Which is available at minus one ten on Bet Online. They should they should win by at least a touchdown. I wasn't a fan of what Green Bay did during the off season, especially after getting smacked by San Francisco twice last year. I don't think much has changed. I think San Francisco should win this game by at least ten points. Lean to the Niners there. Then Week Ten you have a tough matchup at New Orleans, and the Saints are laying two minus one ten on Bet Online. I'm going to lean to the Saints. I think that game is a potential toss up, but the Saints at home are very tough to deal with, and the Saints should be very motivated to get revenge after blowing last year's game against the 49ers. So lean to the Saints, minus two there. Week 11, you have the bye, so we're going to skip over that. Week 12, you have the 49ers, minus two and a half on the road against the Rams. I like the 49ers there. I just think they're the better overall team. The Rams' offensive line is too concerning. I don't like their linebacking core matching up with Kittle. So lean to the 49ers. I think they should win that game by at least three points. And last but not least, you have Week 13, which is a Monday night football matchup between the Buffalo Bills and the San Francisco 49ers, with the 49ers being at home, which is why they are a seven-point favorite. And I like the Bills plus the points there. I think that spread is too high. I think that number should be somewhere around six, give or take. If it was six, I lean to the 49ers, but at seven, I'm going to lean to the Bills because I just think that winning by more than a touchdown against a very solid defensive team, probably a top-five defensive unit in all of football, is a pretty tough ask. And for that reason, I think points should be uh, very uncommon. I think this, that game should be very low-scoring, so I have to side with the underdog in that one. Now, before we wrap up the show, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and hit the show on iTunes. We're also available on February record Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter, and you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. Now, for next week, we're going to be looking at the last four games for the 49ers in the upcoming season, weeks 14 through 17. And then after that, we're going to play it by year. There's a lot of topics that have started to surface. You have some issues with baseball, potentially with striking and everything that happened with the Oakland A's owner. We could potentially go into that. I don't really think we will be covering the Oakland A's that much, though, in the upcoming weeks or the San Francisco Giants because of the fact that it seems like there is a serious strike that is impending, uh, especially with the current negotiations that have been going on between the players and owners. So I was hoping after... The 49ers' regular season coverage got broken down. We would be able to transition a little bit, at least for a week or two, to go over baseball. One week on the A's, one week on the Giants, but that doesn't really seem to serve much of a purpose now because I don't really know when there will be a season. We could mention hockey to go into, except pretty much all of the California teams are out of the playoffs, even with the 2014 format. So I don't really know how that would work out, uh, especially with Anaheim and stuff like that. But I'm sure we'll come up with something. Uh, We'll figure something out. But next week, weeks 14 through 17 are going to be discussed, so stay tuned for that. Other than that, though, this has been the Betting Barrier Podcast and Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Scott Reichel. Hope you enjoyed. Other than that, though, good luck to all of you and your respective bets today. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V.